Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. What up, everybody? Um, this is a first. We're doing some. We're doing some housekeeping, but I have a guest because the housekeeping we're going to talk about for this episode that everybody is just like chomping at the bit at. I don't even know the whole thing. I don't even know the whole backstory of how Angelique even came to find us. So um, I've asked a couple questions, but the expert here, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mallory is the expert, and so I've got Mallory here, and I just hey, give us a quick like five minute rundown of like how we even found Angelique and how she found us and, 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 and what the whole like drama is before we get into this episode, because I think there's a lot of people that literally have no idea what's going on. Absolutely. So, um, unbeknownst to us for about six months prior to this all even happening, Angelique was already talking to detective lovey, um, asking questions. I guess she found her profile, seeing things about the lily oil that was in the dry shampoo, asking questions and taking those questions back to her upline saying, Hey, what about this? I heard about that. Um, especially because she had some infertility issues, her upline, who is Christina Smallwood had some infertility issues. So she was like, this is a really major concern for me. So she already kind of had her pulse or her thumb on the pulse of our community. So um, in short, what happened was she earned her way into a group chat. And as part of this group chat, what she also earned was her ability to be on a training, a Zoom training. Um, But in the group chat, nobody was able to talk. Nobody was able to comment except for the main leaders. And she felt like this is really strange. Um, There were about 80 some people that were on this group chat. So it wouldn't have been terribly overwhelming. and they, she could see that the group leaders were talking to each other. So it wasn't like it was just an info dump that they later claimed that it was. They were having communication with each other and everybody else just got to see it. So in this earned training, she asked the question, hey, is it possible that we can turn on the chat in the group call? It would be, re- I hate not being able to talk to people, LOL. Then later, and she got an answer. I don't remember if she said what the specific answer was or if the answer was just like, it would be too overwhelming. Then she also asked the question, the checklist and the tasks that you gave us to do, should we give that to our downlines? Later that day or that night, I guess, she got a text message from Christina who she didn't have her number saved apparently. And Christina just like basically sent her like a short couple paragraphs saying, your question was rude. It was out of line. If you don't like how I run things, then you can, and I'm, again, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and I'm summing things up, but it was basically don't ask questions. You're not allowed to ask me questions. Yeah. Or um, kick rocks basically. <laughs> basically. Cause she did say like, if you don't like it, you can leave. Angelique is clearly, as we've learned, not the type of person to just be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Like she said, no, I'm, this is inappropriate that you're telling me I can't ask a freaking question. So Angelique got really mad because apparently this situations like this have happened before with this person. So she took to social media, made a video, talked about the situation. It blew up really quick. Um, corporate kind of got involved and then she ended up taking it down Um, And I guess they had been working, they had been coordinating with corporate, with Ryan Anderson, 
Uh, Ryan said, I'm going to, you know, can we have a meeting? I'm going to call Christina. Then he called Angelique back and said, well, Christina is just too emotional right now to have a meeting. So if here's a, you know, so he basically suggested he didn't flat out ask, but he indicated that, that she should take the video down. So she did. Shortly thereafter, Christina got on Instagram and took to her stories and completely like just started talking about the situation, even though they had agreed to a truce, talked about the situation, completely lied about it. So right after that, Angelique posted like text in her story, pouring out like, I'm so hurt. I'm upset. This is my situation. She quickly took it down, but a couple of people sent me that screenshot that she was clearly upset by the story. So I reshared it thinking like, I don't really, actually, I don't really know why I reshared it, but I reshared it, tagged her in it and was like, I'm not going to let you like be bullied and belittled. Like I'm going to let your story be heard, whatever. Within an hour, she messaged me back, said, thank you so much for resharing that. I'm just really heartbroken. I'm confused. I don't understand why this is happening. I love this company, everything. I, you know, I just, I love Monet. And I was like, I totally get it. I I understand. I said, listen, you're going to be getting a ton, a ton of DMs. If you ever need to talk, here's my phone number. Call me, text me, whatever. Like, I don't care. 10 minutes later, I had a text message and she and I have been voice memoing back and forth literally every day since this happened, just with the unfolding of it. So that is how she came to us. And I think it was like the next day that she sent me a message and she said, I've been listening to Roberta's podcast. I've been listening to Aaron B's. I've been looking at some of this stuff. Do you have time to hop on a meeting tonight with maybe some of your friends in the community? I have some questions. And I was like, absolutely. And then that's where you went. And, and then we had that meeting. Our Zoom call happened. And that's where, and basically her first question after she filled us in on all the, all of the stories that happened even before this, her question was, is this just Monet or is this typical of all MLMs? And we were silent for like a couple of seconds. We were like, yeah, no, this is, this is pretty much across the board. Like if you go from right. one MLM to the other, and we did tell her, and I think you're there for it. You know, if everything smooths over and you end up staying, or you do take your team and you go to another MLM, you know, we don't necessarily want you to do that, but we're here to support that you've been treated poorly. And we hope that, but we warned her a termination letter was coming. We knew it was coming. We predicted everything that happened would happen um, because we've seen it before. And Monet proved us absolutely right. So that basically is the sum up (laughs) of the whole sordid tale. I do have a, I do have a video on my YouTube that breaks it down a little bit more in detail with her video and Christina's video. Um, but that's like the, the shorter and sweeter version. Yeah, no. And I, I appreciate it because I'm not the the person that is really in that sort of space. And, and so I was like, what's going on? And, you know, I joined that chat. It was really awesome. Angelique's amazing. All of us clicked instantly. Uh, we were incredibly supportive to her. We were like, look, we'll answer any questions. You know, we won't share any of this. We'll keep this all confidential unless you say that we can very, very big on consent in, in. Well, and that's the, that's the other big thing too, is that especially with my video about her situation, I asked her, can I do a reaction video to your video and Christina's? And she gave me express permission to do so. Um, so, you know, when I get some comments that are like, what does she think about this? I'm like, um, I know exactly what she thinks about it. Cause I've got 25 hours worth of voice memos of like all of the information. So we have been, you know, all of this whole story has been shared with her being very much front and center of the story. We're not just outsiders telling it. We are, we are in it with her. Absolutely. I think that's really important to say as well. 
Um, And then even to preface this episode, the entire point of this episode for me was you guys have asked me multiple times, hey, can you get someone who's in an MLM who would be willing to talk about being in an MLM? And I was like, oh, good luck. (laughs) Good luck. And then all of a sudden she shows up and she's like, oh, I'm super willing. And so I asked her, I said, hey, look, let's find a time. Let's chat. I knew that she was going to be talking to Chelsea. I said, let's chat when you have some time. We'll do a part one. We'll talk about your time Mm -hmm. in MLM. And then I even told her, I said, look, if you decide to stay, I don't even have to publish it. But if you decide to leave, I would love to talk to you about a month later and talk about that process as well. Because I really wanted a well-rounded experience for people who listen, who are in this same space, who are like, I need to know what it looks like before Mm -hmm. and after. Um, and I'm telling you when you'll hear very shortly in this interview that Angelique loves Monet or did loved Monet said, I want to make this better. I want this to be a good thing. Right. When Um, Ryan Anderson told her that there were going to be changes and he wanted her to be a part of it. She believed him wholeheartedly. So when me or anyone else would say, well, okay, I don't believe him. She'd go, well, I do. And I'd be like, okay, okay. You want to believe him? Absolutely. I'm not going to be like, he's lying to you. And when she found out that we were right, I think that was the harder, like one of the harder falls of it too, was they never really cared to have me help change it because they don't want it to change. Well, and then one other thing that was kind of gross and disgusting and, and several jokes are made in the podcast about it are the flowers. So Monet actually sent the woman who was bullying her right. flowers. Right. Uh, and then that woman then posted all over social media, like, check out my beautiful flowers from Monet. Cause, I, Cause I've had a rough couple of days. Because <laughs> I've had a rough couple of days. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's very, there's so much like toxicity in this. There's so much gaslighting. There's a lot of bait and switch. Uh, and I think and- the best part about your episode is you're going to hear like the complete switch in her tone from I'm optimistic. I want this to change. I love Monet to how could they the do other this side, right? Yeah. How could they do it? the heartbreak, the anger? I mean, she goes through it all like in, in this episode. Absolutely. So it, really... it is very emotionally uh, powerful right mm-hmm. after the one hour mark is about where it happens. Um, and so just be prepared. There are very many expletives. Uh, if you've ever seen Angelique in anything, <laughs> you will know uh, she likes, she likes to use those words. And so it is very, it's probably the most uh, Samuel L. Jackson of all of my episodes. So we're just gonna put that out there. If you are sensitive to that, if your kids are around, I would say maybe skip it till later. Yeah, this is the snakes on the plane episode. You might want to. Absolutely. This is absolutely the snakes on the plane episode. (laughs) And uh, I just want everybody to know that big content warning here. Um, And if you want, this is the edited version. I edit out a lot of those pauses. There are parts where um, Angelique is posting to her stories and she's messaging Ryan. She actually sends Ryan a voice memo uh, in this. And so you might be like, wait, where did that come from? She's sending voice memos. She's sending texts. Uh, she's very emotional. She even messaged me like the day later and she goes, I don't even remember like what I said and what happened after this happened. It's all very emotional and very raw. So I want everybody to understand that. And if you're confused, the unedited version with all of the long pauses where you're watching uh, us text and get more information is all on YouTube as well. So you can find that there too. Uh, if you're so inclined and interested, the facial expressions are pretty funny and you know, why not? So if you're into it and you liked it, go ahead over there as well. Um, thank you so much, Mallory, for just sort of filling in some of those cracks that I didn't know all of the details to. And I was like, you know what, this is going to be confusing. I'm going to get a lot of questions about this. So let's just preemptively answer them with the person that knows. So you guys buckle up. This is a really powerful episode. 
Um, and I'm, I'm very excited uh, and proud for Angelique and what she's done. And I'm, I'm really happy that, um, that she was with me when this happened, because there is a lot of, um, of the, I don't know, I don't even know the word to say, right. but just talking to her in that space and saying, I understand I've been there. Um, I honestly think, I think it was the most amazing thing that it happened when it did, how it did for you to be, you know, we've joked, we don't have a leader, we're not an organization, but for, you know, you kind of are like somewhat our face of this community. You did the movie, people know your face and for, and you've been doing it for so long, for five years. So for her to be with you or just anybody who, who really knows, you know, to have her be with you or someone that knew, I think really helped, um, kind of just be a little bit of a cushion underneath it instead of it being a bed of rocks. Absolutely. I really, yeah. and it, it is very, it's very therapeutic. Yeah. And I really do go into like mama bear mode and I'm like, it's okay. Right. We're going to talk about this. Um, and so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. And um, again, we're very, very proud of Angelique. She is around. If you want to follow her, you absolutely should. Everything will be in the show notes per usual. And I'm going to throw Mallory's video in there as well. So if you guys want to watch it, it is chef's kiss. And I think you definitely should. Thank you so much, Mallory, for coming on here and you guys enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of life after MLM. Today we have an episode we've literally never done before an opportunity. I never thought would ever happen today. We're going to be talking to somebody who is still in an MLM, who is active, who is high up, who has some questions, who has some concerns and who I've been talking to just very casually for the past couple, I will say weeks. Um, and it's, it's a very interesting opportunity. And I asked her if she would be willing to come and talk. And she said, yes, uh, hopefully this will turn into a two part. And in, in the eventual, um, I don't know, in, in, in the event that she does leave, we will have her come back and talk about her life after MLM as well. So I would love so much to welcome to the show, my friend, Angelique. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so like, you have no idea. When I tell you that people like email me and go, you should talk to someone who's in. I'm like, right. no one like that will ever talk to me. <laughs> and then I met you and I was like, oh my gosh, this is fate. When can we chat? So, um, you know, I don't know what this is going to look like edited. So we're just going to kind of go. Some names may be changed. Some may, names may remain the same. We don't really know what it's going to be like until, until I put my headphones on and edit this episode, but I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. And I'm just really excited to talk to you and about your journey. Uh, so let's start off by in, you introducing yourself and tell us what company you're with and uh, how that got started for you. Okay. Um, I just have to apologize if you hear pattering. I have two golden retrievers and they have no manners whatsoever. Oh, so we love um, dogs on this show. Yeah, I'm obsessed hard. with them. And every, every time I sit down to record for my podcast, for anything, they decide to play and fight. But if I close my door, they will cry like as if the world is the sky is falling. They can't reach their mom. They freak out. So it's just, it's, it, there might be muting and things, but so I just apologize. Um, but yeah, so my name is Angelique, um, AKA Bubba in street. And I, um, I was super, <laughs> this is probably so cliche. Half the things I say is probably super cliche, but I was super against sales, anything that had to do with sales. Um, I was in cosmetics retail for about eight to 10 years with a bunch of different companies. And, um, I loved ever since I was little, I loved helping 
um, you know, women feel more beautiful, more confident about themselves. Um, I was always, um, I always say like when I was growing up, I was, when I was eight years old, I started to gain weight and I started to become bigger, but I always say like, I had body dysmorphia in reverse. Like I didn't realize that I was big. I was like, well, why can't I wear the same clothes as my best friend, Kimberly? Like, why can't I wear a bikini like all the other girls? Like, and I did, and I rocked that shit, and I never knew that my body was different. Um, And so I always wanted to be the one, and I always lent that, lent that confidence to my friends, to anybody. I'm like, girl, you can do it. Like, let's do it together. And that's always been my vibe. So when I first got into, like, cosmetics, I loved helping people feel more beautiful about themselves. Like, that was my my thing. Um, Not realizing that when you get into work for like retail companies, it is about sales. It's not about really cosmetics at all because you can train anybody to, to do makeup. Um, but you, if you can't train people very, it's like selling can come natural to people. Um, and I would get, I would literally get written up because, you know, there's like quotas you have to make things you have to do. And it's like, listen, you have to start making your quotas. I'm like, I just want to make people feel good. Like, I don't care if I sell 27 overpriced mascaras today like that's not my jam okay like you know like that's exactly how I am too because I'm a hairstylist at the salon I always got in trouble why aren't you selling more shampoo why aren't you selling more product why aren't you upselling these services and I was like because they don't need them like when they need shampoo like for sure I'll I'll let you know what I think is best and what my favorite thing is at the time but no I had a oh my god I had a salon owner that would text me while I was with clients saying her hair looks dry, sell her a, a mask, her hair looks like that. Yes. And I would literally get the text and I would turn around and I would look at him and I'd go, why are you texting me? Mm-hmm. Put them on blast here. Put them on blast. Absolutely. I was like, they don't need it. So I'm not going to push it down their throat. So absolutely. Like another thing that, that you and I connect on for sure. I see so much of myself in you. Like and you know where you're funny? at right now. I'm like, oh, when I was listening, every time we talk, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes, 100%. Anyway, continue. And, and I can totally relate to, like, jumping forward real quick when I had, because I had watched you on Lulu Rich. Um, and I was, first of all, I was just shocked when I watched that documentary. Like, so many things. I was just like, what? Because, well, so back, so after I got out of retail cosmetics, after, again, eight, 10 years working on Christmas, working on, like, all the holidays and literally being treated like crap, uh, like, from some customers from, you know, uh, corporate, just a bunch of things. Um, I was like, you know what? I will never, I will never do a sales job. I will never do retail. And I'd been in clothing retail. I had worked, I'd worked my time in retail and, but I always loved to still help people feel more confident about themselves. And, um, I, uh, very quickly, I, uh, you know, um, me and my husband had kind of been through a tragedy where we had gone through infertility. We lost our quadruplets. Um, yeah, four nymphos. Okay. The body is not designed so to create a gang and give birth to it. That's just not a thing. Uh, so shout out to all the women that do it because Lord have mercy on my soul. So after that, I was, I was, I felt completely alone when I was going through it. Like I naively thought, again, it's probably the Pisces in me. I naively thought first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby in the baby carriage. What is this miscarriage bullshit that I'm experiencing? Because that is not how I was taught. That's not what poured into me when I was little. It's not how the little rhyme goes. So what the fuck is happening? Um, Absolutely. And again, I'm also a Pisces. So another coincidence. 
Pisces gang. Okay. So I was just so like, what the hell? And so of course, like any, I don't know if I'm Gen Z, I'm not a millennial. Uh, I don't know what I am. Okay. I'm just- millennials. I just, I, I'm doing some research on a, an upcoming episode talking about millennials sort of, and apparently it's anyone born from 1980, which includes me up to 1995. That's a millennial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a millennial. Yeah. So maybe it's the millennial in me, but I didn't know. And again, I wasn't raised by my mom. I was raised by my dad. So going to my dad, like what's mis- by my miscarriaging? What is this? He doesn't know, you know? Um, so, uh, I took to YouTube to the internet and I was like Googling miscarriage. And I found this whole community of women on YouTube that were sharing their stories that had similar stories to mine. And I instantly, and I instantly was like connected to them. And I learned so much and, you know, so I love that. And so with our journey, I had decided to start blogging after our children had passed away to try and help somebody else, kind of how the YouTube community had helped me to feel like I'm not alone. Because when you're going through something like that, you, you blame your body. Why am I not? What's wrong with me? How come? What did I do so bad? Like, do you have all the questions and no answers? So started a blog. Um, it took off very fast. I grew on social media really quickly. And um, with that comes all of the messages about, hey girl, how you been? You should totally do this. You would kill it at this. Okay. And what's funny is I had gotten so many, so many people sent me LuLaRoe clothing. And I remember being excited because they're like, yeah, I sell these clothes. They're inclusive, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, so they sent me like some of the first like PR, quote unquote, air quote PR I got was from these LuLaRoe people. And I was like, and it had like the tags on them still. So it's like one of, one of the things it was like $55. And I'm like, this is 55 fucking dollars. This doesn't even have a pocket. What the fuck is this? Like um, you're probably I'm the Carly dress. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what the hell is this? But I did like, I was like, oh, these leggings are super soft. And they're telling me that it's like inclusive and it'll stretch, but I put them on and I'm like, oh, I don't know about inclusive. I mean, it fits burly. But it was very soft, but I could not get over like the patterns and the colors. I was like, this is the ugly shit I've ever fucking seen in my life. Um, but some <laughs> of the things, some of the things I did like shoot stuff with, um, and I kind of like made it my own, you know, whatever. But uh, they were like, you should totally join, whatever. Okay, cool. Like, well, what? Oh, yeah, it's like 10,000. Nip, 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 nip. Like, hell no. $10,000. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, imagine again, how many more people would have joined LuLaRoe if it was only $99 to start. Dude, that's what, that's scary. That's very scary. Or imagine if it's $199. That's scary. Okay. Um, but I was like, okay, no. And again, other people messaged me about different companies or joining different things. And I was always like, listen, you don't want me to sell shit because I can't. Like, I suck at it. Like, I'm not good. Like, you don't want it. Um. And I had done other things like I had opened up a cupcake shop. I was, you know, like an at-home baker. I had tried a bunch of different things. And um, I feel like I always had like an entrepreneurial spirit, um, but I don't have um, like, again, but I'm not salesy. Like I'm not just good at that stuff. So I got a message from a friend um, who I'd known forever. She lived behind me like my whole life. And she was like, oh my God. And she'd always been one like um, to be a hustler to like, she always been one to be a hustler, always like super into, uh, like had a job, like, you know, very responsible. Um, 
so, you know, the person that messages you and you're like, well, this isn't a scam because so-and-so is doing it. They would never do something that was like a scam or Absolutely. weird. Yeah. So, and I had really, I had heard about like pyramid schemes, but not really. Like I had never really heard like of like um, Ponzi schemes or anything like that. I hadn't heard of nothing. So, um, yeah, it's like you hear me. these things, but you don't really understand what they are. You hear them in right. movies or you, you see documentaries yep. or something on the news, like, oh, a Ponzi scheme, blah, blah, blah. But you really don't really truly know what it is, what it looks like and how it can hide in plain sight. Yep. So you're just like, oh, well, those were illegal. <laughs> like, obviously uh-huh. that's not what I'm doing. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. And so she messaged me and she was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing this, like you would kill it. And I'm like, listen, I'm coming off of just like having quadruplets. So my hormones, my hair's falling out. Like I'm bald headed, like bitch, you don't want, I'm bald headed and I suck at selling. Why the fuck would you want me to sell some shampoo? Like that's not, don't, you don't want that. Okay. Um, and she's like, no, like with your following, like it was always kind of about like my following and popularity and all this stuff. And so again, I hadn't seen her in years. Like she had had a baby and she was like, well, just come meet me for, you know, coffee and my, um, bring your husband. Cause I know he speaks numbers. And so I was like, cool. So I go and I'm literally hanging out with her baby and she's like showing me shampoo and I'm just kind of like sniffing it, like not even paying attention. And her and my husband are deep into like compensation plans and all these things. And I'm just kind of like playing, you know, with her kid on the side watching like backyard kids and um we get into the car and my husband's like you should you have to do this and I was like first of all why and he's really? like he's like the comp plan is crazy like at what they're offering to pay like that's it's crazy money like the the math and what she's showing me that's a lot of money and I'm like well let me try it at least let me question. try the product yeah she showed you guys the comp plan Yes. Did she show you the income disclosure statement? No, it was literally a graphic and it was like a monthly, monthly breakdown of what every rank makes, but it was a graphic somebody made, like there there was no disclosure statement. I want to say it wasn't until I was in um, almost two years until I even saw a disclosure statement or like a year, year and some change. And then I saw that we had always just posted this graphic that. Yeah. Like the homemade graphics that are pretty. Uh Yeah. Yep. And so, um, I, uh, I was like, okay, well, let me try the products. Tried it once. Loved it. I loved the way my hair felt. It was kind of wild. The instructions like shampooing twice and making sure you do this. And it was a little bit heavy, but, um, I loved the way my hair felt. I was like, oh, I love this. This is, this is really cool. I can totally promote something that I like because I do that all the time. I talk about buy this water, buy this cup. Oh, get this phone case. Like, listen, watch this documentary. Like, and it was very much like, well, does Netflix or Amazon pay you when you talk about a documentary? No. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm literally, all I'm doing is like, and again, looking back at it now, before it's like, you're so right. Oh my God, you're a genius. No, they don't pay me. They should totally be paying me. You know what I, I mean? mean? Amazon does have Amazon affiliates and me sharing right. the link of Lula Rich, like I got paid y'all. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Right. It helps pay so- for Christmas. Right. Exactly. And so, but you don't think about like, again, knowing what I know now, now I think about stuff like that, but um, you're like, wait a second. Actually, that's not true. I know that you packaged it up in this cute little package. That's like, Oh my God, does Amazon pay you? And you're like, not really, but like Amazon would (laughs) part of their program. They would. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to wait. Um, my husband, you know, because he's very, he's very much more level-headed. Um, and he's like, well, you know, 
it makes sense to buy the bigger product pack. And, you know, she was really pushing for the bigger, buy the biggest one, like, just wait, like, it'll be worth it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have trouble a hundred dollars on shampoo because I'm, I'm sitting here bullheaded. So I'm like, this makes, why would I do that? Like, and so she was like, you know, just, I'm like, so you want me to spend $700 on products when I'm sitting here with extensions in my hair, bought a shit. Like I just, and again, but my husband and her, they were like, no, like it makes sense. And so I'm like, okay, and that fine, $700 worth of product. Was that for you to use? And then if there's actually yes. also to sell, if someone came by and said, I want to buy this, you don't, well, you don't sell. Well, now I sell my shit, but you're, I guess, um, before it was like, no, you don't have to keep inventory. You, there's no, and this is what I was told. So why I was like, okay. Cause I know myself. It was but like $700 no- worth of stuff is inventory. <laughs> You don't have to keep in, you buy your product pack one time. You don't have to keep inventory. There's no overhead cost. You don't have to sell from your home. You get a website and that's where people purchase from. There's no shipping anything. Like you can literally just buy your product pack and then never purchase anything again. So I'm like, nope, you don't have to purchase nothing again. If you, if you don't, if you don't want to. Right. But then also you're not going to hit those ranks if you're not purchasing things and padding your own sales if you're not hit you know what I mean, right so it's like they say you don't have to but you have to if you want to get right. the things they're you promising right so for every rank you have to have at least 500 pv which is personal volume which is your personal sales right and is that dollar um, for dollar pv for dollar um, close it's like so let's say like our oil um is um a hundred dollars retail and you get a hundred dollar a hundred pv for that or it's a it's sixty it's eighty four dollars for a VIP, but you still get the hundred PV. So it's almost retail value dollar for dollar. Oh, okay. Um, so so every rank doesn't matter if you're at the bottom or the top. You have to have at least five hundred of personal volume. So if you have all these other everything else bubbled in, like your team, if you have teams and you sold stuff, whatever, but you don't have the five hundred PV, you want to hit that rank because guess what happens when you hit the rank? you get a bonus. When you hit that rank the first time, you're going to get a bonus. So, and then you're going to start, once you hit the ranks, you're going to start getting paid higher commissions. So you want to hit that. So let's say if I'm not even personally selling, um, but everybody underneath me is, why not just place an order that's going to get you 500, whatever. Why not just purchase some stock or whatever? So you can do a gift basket, a borrow basket. You can when people come over, you can wash their hair. So it was very much that, like this product's for you. And then when you have wash parties, you have product to like wash with people's hair or you have products to take pictures with for social media or whatever. Like that's kind of what the product pack is for. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting way to describe uh, front loading. Right. <laughs> and that's what, and that's how kind of I was told like, okay, cool. Like I'm getting all this product, you know, whatever. So I get the product and I have wash parties and, you know, my upline was there for every wash party to help me and in the beginning, and it was really nice. And I have a question about wash parties. Yeah. Are you washing their hair or are you giving them their, the shampoo and they're washing their hair? So I went to cosmetology school, shout out to Marinette Lowe's, who is no longer around. Uh, (laughs) I quit because I just could not get down. Like I did 600 hours and I was like, no. So I quit beauty school dropout. Um, so I was not washing people's hair. My, my upline was washing people's hair in my sink. Um, but I was, and does she have a current cosmetology license? No, she's an echo tech. Yeah. Okay. So So if you got, if you got heart palpitations at that sink, she gonna, she gonna help you. 
And I will say, uh, in terms of legality, I don't know other states because I'm here in California, but in terms of legality, in California, if you do not hold a valid cosmetology license, esthetician, nail tech, whatever, you are legally not allowed to touch someone else to perform these services. That's a California thing. I don't know how it is everywhere else, but like we can't even hire shampoo girls in our salon unless they have a license or are in school getting a license. So like so if, if we we can hire someone to sweep and and, and be the receptionist, but if right. someone is blow drying, if someone is washing anything, even if it doesn't require any skill other than like scrub, scrub, like you have to have a license or be actively working toward one. So, so it's you know very interesting about- to me when... What's crazy about that Mm -hmm. is I was in California. This wasn't California. I lived in Beaumont, California at the time. And when I heard that, because I heard that like this was like maybe like four or five months ago. And I asked it in a chat and I said, hey, um, be careful with your wash parties because I heard this. And quickly it was like, no, it's not against the law. It's not against the law. It's not blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I feel like the Cosmo, the board of barbering and cosmetology would probably be interested. I don't know if they could do anything actively or find people. I don't know, but uh, it's technically not allowed. Right. Right. And I, and I, I I know that now. So, and I've told my team or my girls and my uplines and everybody, I'm like, be careful what you're posting because I don't know. I don't know the law and I don't know if it's allowed or not. So just, you know, keep it, keep it, keep it right out here in the streets. Um, So again, but we did wash parties and, you know, I very quickly ranked up very quickly grew my team. Um, and it was fra- it was funny at first when she was like, I just kind of kept my head down and did what I was told. Cause again, I dropped out of beauty school. I was bald headed. Um, I didn't want to be silly. Um, so I didn't really know what I was doing. And she was very much like, okay, so you're just going to go and get four customers. Okay, cool. I can get four people who want better hair, um, who want to try this stuff. So went to social media, got four people. She says, okay, now you need to get two people to sign up as market partners. They don't have two to people of the four. Or just no, two, okay, so, two so six, so six total. So these are two new people. So you need to get two more people who want to sign up as market partners. They don't have to sell. So it could be your mom. This is what it says. So if you were to go to jail right now, first of all, I got questions if I'm in jail, bitch. Go, because I'm not trying to get naked, poop in front of nobody. Like, no, I got restrictions. So like, don't let the tattoos fool you. I am not trying to go to fucking jail, bitch. Okay. So she said, if you were in jail right now and you needed $200 to make bail, who would you call? I said, okay. Bail is like, what did you do? Yeah, exactly. Jaywalking. I actually got a ticket for jaywalking. It was $700 in Los Angeles. Um, so <laughs> shout out to Los Angeles County. So I was like, oh, I'll call my dad. My dad will support me. He'll get me out of jail. So I call my dad. Send my dad as a market partner. Again, he doesn't know what he was doing. He just gave me his card. He's like, okay. I'm like, you, you're not going to be bald. It's going to be good. So then who's the next one? Oh, uh, I'll call my grandpa. Call my grandpa. So my grandpa up. He's like, yeah, go ahead, Mikita. I love you. Okay, whatever. Sign him up. Okay, cool. Oh my God, you just hit your first rank. <gasps> oh, that's addicting. With your dad and grandpa as your oh, first yeah. two partners. partners. For sure. Because <laughs> I told her, I'm like, I don't want a team. I don't want to build a team. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't even want to do this. So why am I going to ask somebody else to do this? I'm just doing this because I'm trying to make friends. And y'all are making me do this. You and my husband are making me do this. So I'm just, I'm just doing this. My husband has always been the breadwinner and I've always been a kept woman. Um, so I never really had to go to work. 
So um, I didn't know that I could feel so good, like bringing in money and like helping. I never knew that that, cause it was, my husband's very old school. Like, and he's just very much like, yeah, I work for Southern California Edison. You don't have to go to work. Right. So um, I hit the first rank and it's like, oh my gosh, you literally hit your first rank in the first couple of days. Like, that's so amazing. So let's go for, let's go for the next one. Okay, cool. You're going to get four more customers and two more people who want to sign up as market partners. So I literally was just doing kind of what I was told to do, like hit my head down and then ran. And I know like when I was first presented with the opportunity, there was, okay, there's four pillars that they say like to talk to people to kind of like they're to hit their spot. So number one, um, you want to talk about how they can um, make money, you know, make money from home, fit it in the pockets of your day, all that stuff. And I was like, no, my husband makes money. Okay, well, girl, you can go on trips. There's trips. You can go to the Bahamas. I said, nope, I like to keep my fat ass at home. I don't want to go nowhere. Okay. Um, and then, oh, well, number three, girl, you can get a car. Like there, you can get a Cadillac. I'm like, I've always drove Volkswagens. I'm a Volkswagen bitch. I need the headroom because my hair is big. I don't want to know I did a Cadillac. And she's like, okay, girl, well, you can make friends. And that was my, my button, the making friends, the having the community. So that's what made me say yes. So then it was very quickly, my first week that I signed up, I was driving from Beaumont to Temecula, which is about an hour and something change, um, four times in one week to go to events, to try to stay close to the fire, as they call it, to kind of dive in, like, I was in it. I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. And I, um, I suffer from really bad anxiety and panic disorder. And, um, for a long time, I suffered with agoraphobia, which for those of you that don't know, it's like you, you can't leave your house. You can't do a lot of things like going to the grocery store. Like there was one point where I couldn't even take a shower if my husband wasn't home because I was afraid that I was going to die somehow. And I would have to bring my dog in the shower, not like in the shower, but like in the bathroom. And, um, it was just bad. And then for me and the way my brain works, like if I'm going somewhere brand new, especially Temecula, it's very like fieldy to kind of, so you might lose service. And like, to me, it's like, my brain is like, bitch, no, like you need to see where the hospital's at. I need to know where I'm going. Um, and so it was very hard for me. Like I was on the phone with my husband for the whole drive until like my brain would register that I was safe. So I wouldn't have a panic attack. But again, you know, I, it was put in me that I need this business, that this is going to be such a blessing and this is going to be so good. So just kind of do it. It's, it's, it's kind of funny, like, and also at the same time, not funny, but the way that your brain is that Mm -hmm. you're like to mitigate having a panic attack. You're like, I need an evacuation route. Like I got to Google this place. I got to see what's up. I'm the same way, but for restaurants not yep. places, but I would, uh-huh. I would be this. I'm, I'm very similar to that. Like, I want to know what's going on. I want to know where I'm going, what's prepared. I've got my GPS. I've got like, I know the, like when I take a long trip, like I know the restaurants along the route so I can plan my meals too. So I totally oh, yeah. get that. I totally get being so unbelievably ridiculously overprepared so that you don't, your brain doesn't have to worry and stress and be anxious about anything. Yep. And it's, it's wild. Like I have done so much work to try and to live a quote unquote normal life without being like, I didn't even know that I was like setting, um, that I was doing avoidances because of my anxiety, like certain things. Like if my husband's not home, like I won't eat anything that has a nut allergy. I don't have a nut allergy. But for whatever reason, my brain thinks that, oh my God, if you eat a nut and nobody is here, your throat will swell and you will die. And who will be here to help you? It's like an extreme 
fight yes. and flight. It's wild. It's very, very wild. So for me to, I mean, my husband was so proud of me that I was driving and doing all these things because that very much wasn't me. Like I could stay within a radius of my home and then maybe go to like places that were familiar, but that was it. So this was like a huge thing that I, and I did, I felt like, wow, like this is so cool that I'm getting out of my shell that I'm doing these things that I'm pushing boundaries and limits and, you know, things that I, 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 that my old self used to be able to do. Absolutely. Um, and then just very quickly, I, my, very quickly, my, my team built. Um, and I know we had talked previously when I was like, no, like, I don't want to sign anybody up. And it was, okay, well, make a list, make a list of a hundred names of people that you would want to work with every day that you're like, Hey, like, I would love to work with this person every day. Even if it's an old friend from high school, or if it's your old babysitter, or who would you want to work with? Um, and then who do you know that needs this? Who do you know needs better hair? Who do you um, who do you know that um, want that needs to quit their corporate job? Who do you know? And then this was like right at the beginning of the pandemic. Like, well, it was probably like six months in, and then the pandemic happened. I want to say, um, or maybe it was almost a year. But so it was very like times were okay, times were fine, and then once the pandemic hit, our business took off. Like we increased during the pandemic. I think they said it was like 400,000%, something wild. Whoa. Our company grew because people obviously weren't getting paid and we were selling this, this false, I, I feel um, at the time was false. Like, Hey, you, anybody can sign up and do this and get to the top, which here's the thing with me being in it. I love this company. I believe in the company. I like the products, but I feel like we have a lot of bad apples that need to be pruned. Does that make sense? Like we have a lot of things that need to change so that we don't fall into this, this blanket of like all MLMs are bad, which again, because of where I'm at, like how you talk, like where I'm at in my cycle, I'm kind of at the point, like, is this good? Is this bad? I don't know. I don't know. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something, something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high-rise boyfriend jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. 
Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet, and they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Yeah, absolutely. Like as I grew in LuLaRoe and I got to the point where I was friends with home office, friends with the top leaders, like not just like friends, but like having lunch with, Mm -hmm. having side chats, one-on-one calls, like knowing these people, knowing their personal lives outside of the MLM. Like I thought they were legitimate friends. I thought that I could tell them secrets and they would keep those secrets or you know, I could share personal things and vulnerable things because I thought that these people were my friends. Right. You know, and I I believed everything they said. I had this great view. Everything seemed really great. And then when I got to the top of that pyramid there and I looked out (laughs) to the shadowy place that we don't talk about, I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh my God, like, but that and that and that, like we could fix those things. Like it's a very easy fix. I'm really confused why someone hasn't already said like this very easy fix and everything fell on deaf ears constantly. And the problem happened again. And, and I got to the point where I was like, okay, maybe this is like intentional because I'm saying X, Y, Z doesn't work. Let's try ABC but they're not even going to try ABC because they know ABC works and then would not work for the company. So they're going to stick with XYZ because that's the best thing for the company. And I very quickly realized that it wasn't about me and my downline and anything that I thought that I could make anything better. It was all about, oh no, this is a thing. This is how it works. I'm just a cog, but I'm a mouthy cog who's asking too many questions. (laughs) The questions, oh God. And I feel like, and this is what it reminds me of is I remember when I was looking for a job, just like something part-time to help me like with my mental health to get out of the house. And I remember I was applying for this receptionist job. This was after, this was before I got married, but this was, um, after like I had quit retail. I was like, Oh, like, let me look for like, just like a little receptionist job, you know, whatever. Um, and I got, you know, an interview with this company, which there was no name to the company. There was an address, which I looked it up and I was like, oh, I know where that's at. I know that building, um, which has a, houses a bunch of different businesses. So I go, I'm already, um, I'm going to, you know, the pay is great. I'm like, oh, cool. I can do everything that's, that this just job is required. So I go and they're like, oh, okay. So you're going to go into this conference room. And I'm like, 
is it like a like a multiple people like interview and they're like yeah they're just gonna like talk to you and I'm like okay so go in um and there's about 35 to 40 people in this room and I'm like woo but again because I'm a confident you know mamma jamma I'm like I ain't worried about nobody so we're sitting there and people are and as the people kind of walk in I've noticed it's a lot of minorities and I notice it's a lot of people from maybe rougher walks of life and I'm like "Mm, something is suspicious vulnerable people yeah so then somebody comes in and then they start talking about the position they start talking about everything like who wants to be a millionaire who wants to this who wants who has hustle who has grit and immediately I was like everybody's so excited everybody's just like yes yes and I'm looking around and you weren't allowed to have your phone on I'm looking around and I'm like but what do we do but what do we do like what's but what's the name but what's the name of the company what's the name of the, like what, what do we do and I'm like I'm literally here for a reception shop how am I gonna be a millionaire how am I gonna hustle grit like I'm here to answer phones and to let you know that so-and-so is on fucking line two so I don't understand what's happening so long story short I was there for two and a half hours and then finally they said that we are going to be selling perfumes in the parking lot of Walmart like out of your trunk no, they're going to give us like sat- like satchels of like bootleg perfume and you go up to people and you try to sell them perfume. I said, like some weird freaking urban Johnny Appleseed handing I out said, imposter, said, <laughs> designer imposter I said, perfume. what in the fuck is happening on this good day? I smell a stunt. Oh, no, ma'am. No, sir, no, ma'am. No grape jelly jam. I left there. I called my husband. I said, I just spent two and a half hours in a fucking thing with all these fucking numb nuts who nobody's asking a fucking question and I five minutes in I have a fucking question it's like we'll answer questions at the end I'm like what the fuck like what is fucking happening like perfumes bitch and so my husband he's just dying laughing he's like oh my god I'm so sorry like that's like a peer so fast forward now I'm in this okay and when I have questions Sometimes I met with, oh, like, don't worry about that. Like the whole, like, is it illegal to wash hair in a sink? Oh no, like, don't worry about that. Like, it's fine. I'm like, okay, but I, but I got a fucking question. Like question and answers will be answered at the end. Like, yeah. Yes. When's the end though? <laughs> exactly. And so I feel like that's the part where I feel like was the first red flag to me was when I was trying to, um, I was getting on my very first training. I was so excited I was like, oh, and this, again, this is for Monique. And I was so excited. And I was like, oh, this, I'm going to learn so much. Like they about to unlock the entrepreneur. I'm so excited. So I get on and it's just, you guys, like you show up every day and you are just like, you just are so positive and you're, and it's literally 45 minutes and not one fucking note. And I'm like this, I'm like, I'm having PTSD from the perfume shit. And then I got off the phone. I called my uplines and I'm like, but what do I do? But what do I do? And then I said, well, you know what? The Lord has called me to be, to train because these people, like you're getting on here and give me fluff. People need meat and potatoes. If they, if you're going to try to teach somebody to do something, people need tangibles, like no. So very quickly. And um, I had already like quadruple ranked already. So I was like in the top 2% within like the first 
two months that I was in the company. And I was like, Hey, I really want to train on social media. I have a large social media following. I feel like I can really help like meat and potato style because none of this fluffy shit. Cause people are like, but what do I do? You're telling them like, you want them to sell shampoo, but people don't know. Like if these are stay at home moms, if these are former dog walkers, like how the fuck do they sell shampoo? Like give them some shit, you know? And, but it was kind of met with a little bit like, like what? Like you want to train? Like you kind of just started like, and I'm like, whoa. So it was very, it, from the very beginning, it felt kind of like, well, you ha- you don't have to be a certain rank to train, but you have to be a certain rank to train. Like it was kind of almost like the audacity of this person to like come in and want to like, you know, whatever. Um, and it took a while for me, but I feel like I got one call with somebody who was at the very top and it was, it was very much like, oh, can you introduce, can you like kind of do an intro to this person training the call? And my little two minute intro that I did literally after that, all the top leaders were lining up to train with me. All the top leaders were like, oh my God, my girls, they, they, they want you. Can we please train? Can we, people were offering to pay me money. Like everybody wanted me to get on and to train with, uh, with their teams and which I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So very quickly I grew with like popularity and, um, because I feel like I, I, I was so different than a lot of this like cookie cutter Barbie like fluff. It was more like I would gently take out your soul, slap it, and then put it back in, and then give you a hug. Like that's more like my training style. When people are like, well, "I'm afraid, I'm afraid to like sell shampoo," I'm like, "You literally have four children, like, and you're afraid of fucking shampoo? Like, you have pushed a child out of your vagina, something that has shoulders has come out of your vagina, but you're afraid to ask somebody if they want to try shampoo. Make it make sense." There, no, there's no boogeyman in shampoo. Like that was very much my mentality. And now looking back at how it would train, I'm like, ah, yeah, that's very, I feel like it's very toxic. I feel like it's very like gaslighty. It's just very not like, it's just not the kind of person I want to be. Like always be closing, like Wall Street style. Yes. But it makes sense to why people wanted me as a trainer because I was like, real. You're real. And that's right. not something you find in MLM ever is real. Right. They, they, they saw that in me. They had me train on company-wide Zoom calls for everybody, trainer events. I had other like people that were higher ranked than me being like, well, you come in my team. I'll make you an admin and you can go on Facebook live and you can do a training for our team page. Like that happened to me all the time too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, I literally like you, you say things and I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it's like, <laughs> Well, and I'm so sure there's I'm, so many people listening, nodding their heads, going, uh-huh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, continue, please. And you know what's crazy is that I, there were so many red flags, but when you're in it and you're making good money, it's kind of like, oh, like, well, no, like, it's not, it's not bad. Like, it's okay. Like, you excuse the behavior, right? Yeah. These little tiny microaggressions, you're like, that's mm-hmm. probably not what she meant. She probably yep. had a bad day. That's not how this is. Yeah. And you, you will make excuses for every single one of those red flags. Yep. And it's so sad, but it reminded me because I was in a very bad relationship um, for many years. And it reminded me of that relationship, always making excuses when people would be like, Baba, what are you doing with this douchebag? Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you with him? Like, why do you let him talk to you like that? And I was very much like, well, if you don't see the good parts, like you don't know the good things, like, and for just so many years, I made excuses. And so ignoring the red flags, because this was somebody who loved me. This is somebody who accepted me. This is somebody who, you know, 
um, wouldn't leave me. And I've dealt with abandonment as a kid. So I feel like, and again, I didn't know about love bombing. I didn't know about toxic positivity. I didn't know about gaslighting. I didn't know about any of these things, right? I thought I just, I joined for the community and I have all of these friends. Same exact reason I joined too. And I didn't know about any of those things or any of those terms or that that was the thing that people did or that I had that same abuse in my childhood as well. And that's why it felt so comfortable because Mm -hmm. I was used to it. It felt normal. It was like, you're just like, you know, whatever. And it, Uh it, yeah, comfort in the chaos. It's so sad. And it wasn't until honestly, I watched, I watched uh, Lula Rich and to where you were like, you know, oh my God, I'm in a cult. And I was like, oh yeah, bitch, you was in a cult, bitch. How you not gonna know you in a cult, yo dummy? I'm literally thinking this, right? And then as I'm watching it, and I'm like, I'm not in a cult. Like, there's no way. Like, I was, I was in a cult. You would know, beach. Like, anybody gonna cult me? Like, I'll fuck somebody up in the streets. Like, nobody's culting me, right? Um, and but as I'm watching, there's so many similarities, like with the verbiage, with the like the trips and the rewards and whatever. I'm all, <gasps> no. And so I start asking people in the, have you guys seen Lula Rich? Have you guys seen this? Cause this shit is wild, bitch. Do you think, no, bitch, you ain't, we ain't in a college. Like, we don't. and I had made jokes about, you know, with the whole like hat thing, like the wide brim hat, you know, I had bought money on these hats and I even trained and joked about it. Like, you don't have to be wear this hat. Like I look like, I don't look like these influencer girls. I look like Smokey the fucking bear. Okay. Like, don't try to be this person, be yourself. Okay. This business needs you not more of the same. Like, so. Oh my God. (laughs) The fact that you say you look like Smokey the bear when you wear one of those hun hats. That is so funny. I will go and find the hat and put it on and you will see it is smoky up in this bitch. It is bad. I used to have them hanging on the wall so I could just grab them and be like, only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> but so, and it's, and, and I watched Leah Remini's, like, I'm a huge Leah Remini fan. Like I'm a crazy fan. Um, and when I watched the Scientology stuff, me and my husband were so into that. And we were just like, how do these people not know? Like, what the hell? Like, and we, even when we were, when we were picking up my dog, um, Bruno right here, cause we were from California, we would drive past the Scientology right there in um I don't even remember in Hollywood the celebrity no, center no the other one um it's like not in Riverside but it's like oh it base like up in like Hemet yeah like yeah. the mountain area yeah because we were in gold base up. actually but yes there's a big one up there there's a big base yes up it looked there, like a like castle so when we first passed it going to go find my going to go look to this breed dog breeder I was like oh my god we should stay there look at it's like a, a hotel like a castle and then we were looking up, and my husband was like, I think that's the Scientology building. Oh, it's the compound. Never mind. I'm like, drive faster. I'm scared. Um, there is like, if you, if anybody is in the area and, and decides to drive past these bases, like there's cameras everywhere. Like you will see them. They know you're there. They have your license plate on file now. Like I'm they scared. know you're there. So don't drive unless you, you know, want to be put on some sort of Scientology. <laughs> no. And you honestly, you can feel the energy when you drive past that place. Like, that shit is very scary. It is very scary. I'm like, no, ma'am. So again, I watched all these things. I'm into true crime. Like I'm into investigative. And like, I feel like I would just, I'm, I'm very self-aware. Like, I don't care where I'm at. I've always been that person. Like I stay ready. So I've got to get ready. Like anywhere in my house, there's a weapon at any given time. It might not be a convenient weapon. It might be a bottle of bleach. It might be a, 
It might be um, a spirit stick from cheer camp that's made of oak. Like I could mollywop somebody with something, okay? Something around me, like right here. Look at, I got Cheers, some kitchen scissors. I'm not playing okay. Like I, these are these belong in the kitchen. My husband has been looking for these. He's where the kitchen scissors? Where'd you hit? Where'd you hide them at? I'm like, listen, I heard a noise, so I got ready. Don't ask me no questions, okay? Like I'm just a ready person. So the fact that I feel like there's been red flags and I haven't noticed them, or I kind of just shun them off. That's just not me. It's not my personality. So as again, as I'm, I've reflecting on all of these things, it makes me sit back and be like, what is it that's not healed in me that was seeking out and allowing all this behavior and these red flags to continue because I was, my soul or my heart was, is broken from something that I'm, that I'm trying to fill. Um, and I'm ignoring all the red flags. And I'm ignoring it. I'm like, no, this is totally fine. Like, this is okay because just continue with the love bombing and the, and the, all the, like continue with it all because there's something in me that's still broken. And so it's, it's, it's been wild. There was a situation again, I'm almost, I thought it was almost three years into it. I'm actually almost four years into it. Um, Cause again, me and numbers, I got the dyslexia. Um, sometimes I'm fucked up. So, but I started in April, 2019 so oh, wow yeah wait, is that four or is that see I don't know so three to four of you <laughs> we're just gonna go with three slash four okay um it will be three years next month so I've been in it and um again I love the company I have many little qualms with them like I've I've from the very first before I even started I looked at their Monate gear and if they were inclusive because I'm a very like representational shit type of bitch like it is probably the West coast in me. Um, I really like, and again, it was terrible. They weren't size inclusive. And I was like, Oh, but I mean, I'm called to like, to shake this shit up. I'm called to like help make a difference, make a change. And as I've grown with the company, even though again, now learning, I'm the, actually the 0.08%, um, which I had no idea. I thought, Oh yeah, there's so many girls who hit MMM. Like that's like an easy thing. Number one, because I was told that, oh yeah, you're the top whatever percent. And then number two, um, I'm not exactly treated. If you're not a director, you're kind of, there's this like, well, you still ain't shit type of a thing. So I feel very like, okay, well, I must be shitty or sucky. Like I'm not that great because I'm not a director yet. You know what I mean? There's this, this weird thing. I, <laughs> there's been some situations with me trying to promote change within the company and trying to promote change in a million dollar company is not easy. Um, it's not met with, um, you know, hugs sometimes. <laughs> they don't really like it when you try to get in there and, and uh, mix up their scheme that works perfectly for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm finding that I'm finding that, you know, I've, I've met with some people and they're very like, Hey, I want to help change. Like, let's help change this. So I'm like, cool. I have somebody who believes in it. Like, let's do it. But then it's also met with, but if you really cared about the company, you wouldn't be talking openly about these things. You wouldn't be shedding light to, um, you know, the quote unquote negative things about it. Um, and I feel like that's, again, a red flag. To me, that raises red flag because don't tell me to be quiet about anything. Um, and then number two, because I feel that if, again, I'm a Pisces communication has to happen with me or else I lose my shit. Like, and my husband, he's a Taurus. And again, I believe in Jesus, but you know, I believe Jesus made the stars. He knows what he's doing. He ain't playing. Okay. So I do like astrology when it comes to 
you know, my husband's very much a Taurus. He doesn't want to communicate. He just wants to like deal with it and let, and then tuck it down deep inside. And I'm not that way. So with this, it's almost the same thing. Like I want to talk to people about like, I'm not have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide about our car program, about our compensation plan, about our products. So, and I, what I'm finding is if I'm questioning a product, like an ingredient, it's very much like, oh, well, we'll figure that out. But like, don't talk about it, but just talk about the flash sale and focus on the good things. Like, don't be negative. And I'm like, I'm not being negative. I want to know we have this ingredient that is said to not help with fertility issues or that it's not safe. So why am I? And that's my favorite product, bitch. So it's like, I want to know why the fuck that's in there. Like, can somebody tell me? I've yet to find out why this product is in there. Um, but people, and again, but I'm the negative one because I ask a question and because I talk about it, which I don't, yeah. I don't agree with that. I don't think that because I'm having these open conversations on my social media, again, every, every time I have one, I always preface it by saying, I love this company. I don't want to leave. I want there to be change. I believe in this company. But we need to have conversations about the shit that's kind of fucking weird. And a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, no, they don't like that. Um, and I will I will quote Leah right here because I, I was on Leah's podcast and I talked to her about LuLaRoe and all of this. Love that episode. She's incredible. I love her. Leah, we love you. Uh, yeah. And she talks about, same with Scientology, same with any high demand group. If you really were doing what you said you were doing, you should be able to stand up to a little bit of criticism. Right. If you really are changing the world, you really are changing hair care, you really are the number one hair care brand in the world. That's a lie, by the way. If that's true, then I should be able to say, well, and there should be criticism that is that is like fraught with, oh my gosh, how can we make that better? Not, well, you're a hater and you probably used it wrong. Exactly. <laughs> I used it wrong. But you know, and that's what I don't like either. And so many, there's, again, that's a huge red flag because when I would come back with, okay, well, my VIP says that this is happening. How are they using it? Like uh, soap on their head. Next <laughs> question. How are they using it? Okay. And I mean, I get it because you do have to shampoo twice. You have to like, there's steps. Okay. I'll give you that. So then I ask them, I'm using it correctly. I watched the video, how to do it, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So she watched it. Okay. Well, does she have an allergy? Okay. Do you have an allergy to peach fruit, whatever? Do you have to, no, I don't have any allergies. Okay. No, she ever says she ain't got allergies. Okay. Well, she's saying that it makes it, it makes it, it's, she's saying that it's making her hair fall out. Okay. So hair shampoo doesn't make your hair fall out. This is again, this is what I'm told to tell them. Shampoo doesn't make your hair fall out. Again, my 600 hours of beauty school. I don't think shampoo makes your hair fall out. I can, I can agree to that. They're, but they're like, tell them, you know, your hair falls out because of multiple things that happened three months prior. Stress, anxiety, medication, hormones, weight loss, COVID, all these things. Okay, so I'm telling her this. Um, so, and then, oh, maybe she's using the wrong products now. So then let's offer her other stuff. I'm like, I'm sorry, this is a Latino. She is not going to spend 150 more dollars on some fucking shampoo when she just spent 150 dollars and that's just not fucking working. That's not how we fucking get down. Like she gonna want a refund. She gonna want to send a shit back. She want the, she want me to give her something free now. Like, sorry. This and is honestly, not how we get down. in any salon that you would go to with a professional salon product that you bought in that salon, you come back, even if you've used it six, you know, six times or whatever. And you're like, this isn't working for me. It makes my hair really dry. I don't like the smell. Oh, no problem. Did you want to try something else? I'll take that from you. Did you want a refund? 
Oh, I'm so sorry. Or, oh my gosh, your product did this. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm going to offer you a, a complimentary hair mask, you know, treatment. The next time you come in, we, we're going to throw that, that mask on there for free. Don't even worry about that. Let's, we're going to take these products from you and, and let's figure out what works better for you. It might not even be that same product line, but there is literally no haggle, hassle, anything at a legitimate salon. We will take it back. You know why? Because when that rep comes in and goes, hey, everybody, how did everything work? We'll say, well, these were these were returned. And they'll go, okay, well, I'll throw brand new ones on your order. It costs us nothing. It costs us nothing. The company takes that. The company then donates or throws away. Uh, I remember being in beauty school, getting boxes of like stuff that was quote unquote returns. And they're like, here, you guys for your back bar, whatever. There's, it's literally a cost neutral issue with this company. So for me, see, being in the industry going, why can't Monet? do this too. Right. And so here's, here's what we're told with what you just said, which I'm like, what? Because we're told that, um, well, number one sales reps who come in and sell shampoo all the time, they're not licensed. Okay. So anybody can sell shampoo. Number two, most of the people that I know that are reps are, or have been in the hair industry for a very long time. Okay. Yeah. See, that's not what we're told. We're told to have meals. And then we're told that yeah, um, that hairstylists make literally buckus when it comes to recommending product, when it came to whatever, and they're always pushing product. So what's the difference between them selling something and then us selling something? And we have a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, you can, this is what I'm told. If you don't like it, you can send all your products back for free. Now, there are some, again, I didn't know this at the time, but you have to pay for shipping when you are shipping all these products back for free. Is there a restocking um, fee as well? There's a restocking fee. So there's these things that I was not told. And so I don't like when I'm on my social media and I'm giving people misinformation and I'm, it looks like I'm lying when I'm like, yeah, 30, 30 day money back guarantee, bitch, just send all your empty bottles back. And then I'm yeah. getting called with, okay, well, did you know that there's a $25 cancellation fee if I want to cancel as a VIP? Did you know that there's a restocking fee that there's, I have to pay for shipping? And I'm like, no, but I feel bad. So I'm like, tell me what it is and I'll send you the money for that because now I feel bad. So again, now I'm putting more out of my pocket, right? But you're oh, taking well, the hit. Exactly. Well, then this is why, so you don't want to lose your VIP. This is why you buy flash cells and you stock up so that you can send them things. So that you can make borrow baskets so that you can, you know, not lose that VIP. It's very strange. It's very strange. And again, I wasn't, it's a, it's a very interesting way to, again, explain front loading and why you need it. Right. But that's business. All businesses do this. And I'm a business owner. I will tell you that that is also not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and again, to your point of what they tell you, the people that are coming in the salon that are the reps, they're selling the product to me. They're not selling it to my customers. They're selling it to me. My customers right. don't come in on a Wednesday because they know the rep comes in on Wednesday to get the deals from the rep. No, the rep sells it to me or to the salon, to whatever, for back bar and whatever. And then me, a licensed professional, sells it to my customer. So the people right. who are selling the shampoo, unless it's just the receptionist, they are licensed professionals because right. the rep is not selling to anybody but us. And, and we can't buy it from the rep unless we're licensed and we have to right. have an account and this whole shebang. We can also go to a beauty supply and sell it. But let me tell you, everything is a 50% markup. What is the commission bonus on Monet? Say what? <laughs> like what? Like if you sell a bottle of shampoo, what is your commission percentage that you would get? So 
I don't know. <laughs> so we get paid. All, all I know is our company is so better than all the other MLMs because we get paid 50 cents on the dollar. For So do you get, you get a 50% commission? Like if you sell a $24 bottle of shampoo, you make $12? No. Because that's what I make in the salon when I sell a $25, $24 bottle of shampoo is I get $12. Like in my pocket, in cash, they hand it to me and I put it in my wallet that exact moment. If I were to say how I get paid the way Monet says they get paid, I probably get paid, I don't know, 30 times a month. Like I, I, anytime anybody pays me, I get paid. You get a haircut. I just got paid. You got highlights. I just got paid. Like they pay me. It goes into my bank account because I take their credit card, like as an independent stylist. So it's really funny to me, the things that they're telling you as a blanket statement, which are just not salon reality and not true at all. Mm -hmm. No, believe me. I know. And when a bitch has a question, guess what? Don't nobody got answers. I got answers. answers. (laughs) Or there's 27,000 different answers. Okay. Um, And again, these are the red flags that I see. And I'm like, okay, we have to try. And instead of just leaving and being like, bye, y'all fucking weird, peace the fuck out. I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me try and help and change and make sure that everybody's getting the right information, that people know what they're talking about and know what they're doing. So that's kind of where I am at now. I'm like, I really want to help promote change. I really want to help with, you know, leadership education and product knowledge education, because so many people are getting the wrong products for their hair. Um, and as somebody who is a beauty school dropout, I at least know a little something about a little something, right? That's so, true. Product knowledge is a total salon reality thing. Absolutely. Oh, and you can use products is. that are not right for your hair. 100%. Right. And we get girls all the time and I don't blame them, but we get girls who are literally like, oh, I just graduated college and I was on a soccer scholarship and now they're selling shampoo and they're recommending the wrong stuff to the wrong people. So people are putting wrong products on their hair and they're hating it. And it's like, yeah, you gave them the wrong thing. So, you know, I really think that that that's something that for sure, but, and here's the problem with, again, with, um, I think it just goes into like education and training and everybody's teams are different. There's no like one. Yes, we have like market partner academy that everybody's supposed to do. and You're supposed to learn these things, but I don't think that we are setting people up for success enough. Like, yeah, people who are already in the industry or people who come from other MLMs or people who, you know, um, have these outgoing personalities that could, you know, sell ketchup to a pop uh, or a ketchup popsicle to an Eskimo or whatever the saying is. Um, but these people who are like, you know, the stay-at-home moms or who are diving into this because they love the products, like, I don't think that we are preparing them enough um, to be successful. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. The problem here, though, is like, one, I talk about it a lot. There are great products in MLM, right? There's a reason someone joins. And it's not right. because like, Sometimes it is money, but a lot of times it's like, I just really like the product and I wanted to get it for a better price. And like my mom liked it so I could sell it to her and right. I can make a little bit money back and it pays for my product. And I don't see the, the damage in this, right? Like I totally get that. I totally understand that some people have great results with Monet. I've had girls that sit in my chair that use Monet and their hair looks fine. Girls that sit in my chair that use Monet and their hair is like so wrecked. I'm like, what are you doing after you leave here? Like, what are you doing to your hair? Nothing. What do you mean? And I'm like, it is wrecked and so what so, is the reason for that like what what is it ingredients is it like why would a I'm product not, wreck somebody's hair I'm not exactly sure what's in Monet that's causing these problems uh-huh. um again it could be they're using the wrong product uh uh-huh. there could be allergens 
There could be uh, interactions with medication. Everything comes out through your hair. Like you take vitamins, it comes out through your hair. You take heart medication, it comes out through your hair. Everything comes out through your hair. So there could be adverse reactions that you don't even know about that are coming out that are reacting with different chemicals that are in your shampoo. Monet is not the only shampoo that has caused breakage. Monet is not the only shampoo that has had problems where people are like, oh my God, my hair. And I tell those people, stop using the product then. Right. You know, every product is going to have problems. I got people that don't like Olaplex. I swear by Olaplex. And I've got people that are like, it doesn't really work for me. So I give them other, you know, other opportunities and other options. I don't care if you buy Olaplex. It's no skin off my ass. Like, it doesn't really matter to me. You want to buy Verb? You want to buy Redkin? You want to buy Paul Mitchell? Whatever. Like, I just want to know that the people that are sitting in my chair, like, I know what's going on in their heads. So that if I put chemicals on it, it doesn't melt off. Right. And I've literally had that happen, not with Monet people, but I've had it happen with people that use other non-professional brand things like, like cheap boxed color or cheap shampoo. It's leaving these mineral deposits that you don't know about that are just interacting with these specific chemicals later on. And those Mm -hmm. things stay in your hair. Once they get down into like the cortex layer, like they're not coming out, they're in there. You have to chelate it to get it out and using really harsh, heavy, um, like high pH to really open up and strip the hair because hair is a 4.5 to a 5.5. So if I use shampoos that are like nines and 11s to pull this stuff out, I don't know what the pH of of Monet is. That could also be an issue. If the pH of Monet is not 4.5 to 5.5, that could be blowing out somebody's cuticle as well. So there's so So many factors. So the pH of Monet, um, I don't know because... Why would I know? Why, Why would, would I know? know anything what important that will tell you that stuff? Yeah, yeah. You only know, know what you need to know, Angelique. And what you need to know is you need two more MPs to hit right. <laughs> exactly. That's all I need to know. All you need to know is that you need this many more people so that you can rank up, so that the next person can rank. Like, that's the part that bugs me. Like, that's the stuff where I'm like, we gotta fucking. That's the pyramid scheme part. Huh? That's the pyramid scheme part. I know. And that's, it makes me so sad. Like when I was watching Lula Rich and it was like, if you're making, and so I, and so what's so crazy is I just had a conversation with one of my uplines today. So like literally sweet as fucking pie. She will cut a hell, but she's so sweet. And she really believes in the company also. And she's like, you know, she's been the one that's like checked on me like daily, super, super sweet. And she's like, you know what? Like but so what's a pyramid scheme? Like, what's, what is it? And I was like, well, there's different definitions. Cause I literally just had this conversation with, uh, I think it's anti MLM boss babe. I think that's her name. Um, sweetest fucking pie. That one is, um, yeah, we've got a great community of, of creators and educators yes. in the anti MLM community. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm messaging her. Like, do you know about tax? In- <laughs> like, do you know about this? Cause I don't know shit about shit. And so she's been super helpful. And so she was telling me, she's like, so there's different definitions and she's giving me all of them because according to the Google, no, I don't think Monet's a pyramid scheme, but according to the FTC, and that's what I was telling my upline, I'm like, according to the FTC, it, it falls into that category. She's like, no, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, if we're making more money off of bonuses and off of people beneath us, that's a pyramid scheme. And she's like, well, you know, how, well, how much money, whatever I'm all bitch. I made $17 off my own sales last week. You know how much I, on, on when I come to, when it comes to the 15th, I'm making, you know, thousands of dollars and it gives me the breakdown off of my level one, my level two, my bonus for my level four, my bonus for that's a pyramid scheme. And so, 
And she's like, well, no, like this company is so good. I'm like, believe me, I'm exactly where you're at. I don't want to think that that, I don't want to think that either. I want to believe that this company is, is good. And that, you know, that it, it doesn't, it's not those things. And so I feel like that's where I'm all of the red flags that I've, that I've waved and I've been like, no, 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 no. Now all of it is coming at me at once. So I feel like I'm in this huge state of confusion because this company I love that I've been with for three years, all these things are just, just wrong. And I'm like, how, how did I not see this? And so it's, it's heartbreaking. It feels like a death sometimes almost. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is 100% a mourning process. There's 100% the stages of grief that you got to go through anger, acceptance, the whole shebang. We've all, most of us have gone through it. Um, it's, it's tough. Um, and it's unfortunate. Um, and I'm sorry that you're at that point and I'm sorry that you're going through that, but I'm, I'm so happy that you're asking questions because when people get to the point that you're at, which is where I was at too, and they ask the question and they either get that, you know, platitude in his answer of like, well, that's not an IPA. Why don't you focus on that? And we'll get back to you. <laughs> not the IPAs, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, okay. Like you get to that point and you either zig or you zag, right? Like you either go, okay, like this is a scam. No matter how I look at it, I cannot find the good anymore. Even in the good, I'm still seeing those red flags and that bad that I never saw before. Or I ignore it all. I pretend it doesn't exist. And I keep on trucking. And it's at that point, right? Those, the 1% where you're actually privy to what's actually going on, because you're not only seeing your numbers, you're seeing everybody underneath you numbers too. And you're like, wait a second, those statistics that those haters are always talking about, like, um, they're not wrong. I'm literally looking at these numbers and well, like 95% of the people underneath me aren't really making anything at all. I can see how much they're spending. I can see how much they're making and I'm doing the math and it ain't green. And you just recently did your math, didn't you? <laughs> your face. She's making the yikes face. The yikes emoji face. I did the Ooh. math and I was, I actually have it in front of me right here. Oh, well, let's share those so numbers. In, in Monate, um, in the last, again, this isn't counting 2019. This is just 2020 to 2022. In product alone, okay, this is including incentives, gifts, helping other people. Um, this isn't including, um, you know, Hey, sign your auntie up as a market partner. I'll pay for her product back. Um, you know, because we need you to hit that rank so that I can hit mine so that above me can hit theirs and so on and so on and so on and so on. That's not including any of that. Huh? Pyramid scheme. (laughs) This to hit my rank. We'll hit your rank. You'll hit your rank and she'll hit her rank and then I'll get flowers. Flowers, bitch. Uh, again. Yeah. So not including any of that. Okay. Um, the Justin product, this is shampoo, um, you know, hairspray, dry shampoo, wellness. Things you bought through their website. Yes. So this is official purchases. This is not kickbacks or borrowing or buying with Venmo or anything like that. This is all official purchases for the last two years. Yep. $19,534.34. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> 19, you're spending $10,000 a year on shampoo. Bitch, that's a Ford Focus. 
It is a Ford Focus. <laughs> Do you, uh, uh, when I saw that, I was like, I could have had a Ford Focus this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally appalled. I was so appalled. I was like, what in the actual fuck is happening in the world? I told my husband, he was just like, nope, don't, don't talk to me. Don't, don't, don't you, I'm like, and here's the thing. I've, I've like bought and purchased so much product and I've sold it. I've sold a lot of it. Like, um, when I get to a certain point, I'm like, this is fucking wild. Why do I have literally before my last sale of products, I had, uh, what is it? 16 dry shampoos. Who the fuck needs 16? Rapunzel don't need 16 fucking dry shampoos. We don't even have that many dry shampoos in our salon for sale. (laughs) I'm not even joking. Like, I wish that was just like a funny quip, but that's absolutely 100% the truth. In fact, I have a bottle of dry shampoo rolling around in the back of my car because it fell out of my bag the last time I went to the beauty supply. I need to go find that after we're done with this. Um. The other thing that I saw that I I got a kick out of, I think it was either this morning or yesterday, is you were talking about, hey, like, because you've become sort of this like anti MLM MLMer, Mm -hmm. and you've been doing this education and telling people you don't need to buy every flash sale. I know the oil's amazing. You love it. You love it. You're like, I gotta buy it when it's cheap. I'm gonna save money. And then you're like, but you don't need to. And then you show you have a handful of oils that have not even been opened. What is there, six or seven oils that you've got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine. Nine. And I just sold like seven of them. But it's like even with single use, and it's it's wild to me when I'm I'm watching the videos of Monet girls who are just putting the oil on their scalp like every night. I just got I mean, it's literally you're just wasting product. You don't need to do that. It's so ridiculous. You could do an oil treatment once a once a week if you really wanted to, but a mask is gonna take care of all of that. It, it's it's wild to me that they're, they're encouraging so much overconsumption, which then basically you're just using the product so much faster. We see this in young living. They do this thing called oil dumping. When you have less than a bottle, less than a half a bottle of oil. Yeah. It's this whole new thing that they do and they just pour it over their head and it's like a therapeutic thing. Yes. They're literally just dumping the remainder of the oil on their head. And then they, guess what? They got to buy another one. What in the demon possession in the, what the fuck oil dumping? Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. I don't know whatever oils they're using, but yeah, I've seen it happen. And I'm just like, why are you doing that? And it's like, it's like raindrop therapy technique that goes with the oil dumping. It's literally just a way to use that product. So you buy more. Like, is it just Caucasian doing this? <laughs> I don't say the majority. Yes. Caucasian. It's uh, with young living. It's a lot of like very um, devout, religious stay at home mom type people. So yes, we're, we're going to go. There's a lot of capacity there. I'm scared, bitch. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? That's not great. My housekeeper, I had oil on my desk and she dumped it over and she lost her. She was so scared. She was like, Miss Angelic, Miss Angelic, I dumped your oil. And I was like, girl, it's okay. Like, it's all right. Don't worry about it. She was like freaking out because she sees all my oils on my thing. I'm like, girl, look at all these oils. I don't care if you just dropped a little bit of oil. Like, it's fine. You're like, you know what? Take that one home. I've got nine others. (laughs) Exactly. Just take this one with you. Actually, can you put it it while you're cleaning the toilet because it's going to help the porcelain shine. Insane. So, I mean, I I do appreciate what you're doing, but I also worry because I've been there. And so I'm curious what kind of backlash from your upline and from 
uh, at a, in LuLaRoe, we called it home office. What is it called at, uh, at Monet? Like what? the, like the executive office or the corporate. Like, corporate. Okay. So you're close with corporate. You're close yes. with your upline. You're high up. You're in the 0. 0.8, 0. 0.8, whatever percent car earner, right. uh, a, a, what is it? A, a, a managing market mentor. Yes. Which is the third rank from the top of the pyramid. So you are high up. You have privy. People know who you are in the company. And you're outwardly saying, you don't need to buy the flash sale. You don't need to do this stuff. This is kind of pyramid scheming. Let's stay away from that. What is the backlash that you've been getting from, from corporate and from your mentors and your uplines? Like, what are they saying to you? Well, I just got a text message. Oh, I know. It's like they know you're on the show. I just got an email from compliance. No. My first email from compliance. Let's read it. Oh my God. If you want to read it, like read it. (sighs) Let's read it together, shall we? Oh my God. What does it say? I just got terminated from Moni. What? Just right now? I just got terminated. Holy shit. For what? Hi, Angelique. We are reaching out to you today regarding your market partner account with Monet. It has recently come to our attention that you have publicly criticized other market partners and the business on social media platforms. These types of posts fall under section 4.3, non-disbargement of Monet's policies and procedures, which states while Monet welcomes constructive input, negative comments and remarks made in the field by market partners about the company, its products or compensation plans serve no purpose other than demotive demotivate other Monate market partners for this reason and to set the proper example for their market organization market partners must not disparage demean or make negative remarks about money other Monate market partners Monate products or the compensation plan or Monate directors officers or employees additionally these types of posts also cause damage to the company and other market partners reputations as a result of your activities we are we have terminated your Monate agreement effectively Thank you, Joseph Corina. Holy fucking shit. But Mandy Sue, Mandy Sue, and we'll leave all kinds of links in the show notes for this bullshit. Mandy Sue can make outwardly racist comments, can pretend she's doing people's nails and be unbelievably disgusting, and it's fine, but she's a director, right? And then we've got the witch of Mount Crumpet, who is posting her period blood on social media, uh, telling people that the Holocaust was not as big of a deal as the pandemic. And she's still a Monet market partner. Is she a director as well? What's her name? Frangela. She's a director too. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Okay. White women who are top of the pyramid, who can be disgusting with their behavior, can have social media like, down their throat to the point where they're closing down their social media accounts. They're closing them down because the harassment of people that want accountability is so disgusting and it's so deafening, but Monet ignores it. But you asking legitimate questions about legitimate issues gets a bullshit email like that. That is so fucking MLM. I can't even like, it is so I am so sorry. I am so unbelievably sorry that they would, that they would do that. That is, oh my God. I am so sorry. How are you feeling right now? Bruno's crying. Yeah, I know. I'm fucking pissed too, bro. 
Um, I have a lot of, I have a lot of feelings. Um, I could imagine. Honestly, I'm pissed because I feel like, I feel like I was, I feel like I was lied to. I feel like I wanted so badly for it to be good. And I tried, but it doesn't matter. Well, I will tell you that there is a community of women who think you're amazing and you don't need to shell shampoo to be our friends. And 100%, we have your back. 100%, like you have no idea how much we have your back, Angelique. You have no idea. And I am, I'm so happy that you found us before this happened and that you have some people to be able to talk to about this. I will say you are not alone in any of this. It's unfortunate. You're not the first. You won't be the last. And unfortunately, <laughs> that's that's their core competency, right? Deception. And you exposed it publicly. You came out and said, wait a second. This is not real. This is not what's happening. This is not the reality here. And they were like, let's hop on a call. Let's talk about size inclusivity with our product. Let's do this. Oh, they ask you for your, your mailing address. Like they're going to send you flowers or some shit. And they send someone else flowers. The person that was bullying you about flowers, not you. I mean, it is so, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't think this would happen on the podcast for one. Um, <laughs> yeah, <me either. laughs> we were trying to get, we were trying to do this before this happened so that we could talk about it after, but here we are talking about it during, and I am so sorry. I don't know what else to say, but I kind of also want to say congratulations because that's a badge of honor yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Like, and it's so much proof where we're seeing these women who are being disgusting, these women that are horrific horrific people claiming horrific things and there is a bright light in here that is you going yeah no like I want this to work but there are obvious glaring misinformation and bad things and can we talk about this can we get on a call and talk about this and they fucking blow smoke up your ass for how many days sure Angelique we can shit of course we do and then you get an email like that after three years of your life of devoting $20,000 plus, because we didn't even talk about the first year. Yeah. And that's it. You don't even get a phone call. They just send you an email. Who's the guy at the bottom? Do you even know who that is? Or is it just some random compliance guy? I have no idea who it it's is. It's no one from corporate that you've had any communication with. Nobody from your upline. Has anybody in your upline reached out to you yet? Or are you blocked? I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just sent a text to my team telling all of them that they should just leave as soon as they can. And I sent them the email and I posted the email on my Instagram already. Oh, damn girl. (laughs) You're like, I might be quiet, but I'm doing something right now. And I'm literally screenshotting and posting everything and posting a public. Wow. Wow. I don't think Monet understood what they just did. They have no fucking idea what they just did. They have no idea what they just did speaking from somebody who's been down this road who's done it who's exposed who was you know in all of this with LuLaRoe like babe you're a hero I don't feel like a hero I know it doesn't feel like that right now you feel sucky 
feels blindsided and lied to the whole thing. I've been there. I felt it. I've, I've gone through it. I'm so sorry. But I will tell you, like I said, there's an entire community when you're ready that is so unbelievably embracing. We've been through it. We've been there. You're more than welcome to swap all kinds of horror stories with us too, because that's very fun. But I know it's very fresh right now. Here's my issue, Ryan, is that Krista fucking Parney can buy people's fucking, can try to buy people's businesses. Angela, whatever the fuck her name is, can get on there and say the most anti-Semitic fucking comments about the Holocaust wearing a Monet sweater. But I get on here and talk about truth and I'm fucking terminated by an email, by an email. You're going to, someone's going to send me a fucking email talking about you violated whatever. That is fucking bullshit. And I'm not sorry for my passion because this is, this is the bullshit that I was talking about, Ryan. The whole like, oh, we're working with you. Like we have your back. We're Stuart right now having my back because nobody has my fucking back right now. Piece of fucking shit. I like you and you're spicy. <laughs> I'm telling you, people don't want the fucking smoke. They don't fucking want the smoke. And this is the shit that I get in trouble for because they poke the fucking bear. And when I fucking growl, now I'm going to look like the fucking aggressor. Oh, she's this, she's this, she's, she's whatever. No, you can't treat people this fucking way. God knew what he was doing. Why I can't go fucking live right now on Instagram. Let's just check for the fucking fun of it if I can't, because I'm blocked. I will say, let's just I will say, I'm kind of a pot stirrer in the way that, like, I feel like you should put on one of those hun hats and take a picture and say, you shouldn't have poked Smokey the Bear. <laughs> what happened to the 99? What happened to the 99? Shut up. Uh, I'm not fucking talking to you right now. I mean, this just like took a completely different turn. Oh my God. I mean, I, I could. Coming from personal experience, like I could tell that there was going to come, like something was coming, but I didn't think it wasn't going to happen until like another week or two. Like, I'm so glad I earned a trip to Vegas in in 14 days. So are they going to compensate me for that? Am I going to get back? Um, You should just show up. (laughs) I'm almost fucking down to go. I'm almost fucking down. I'm close to Vegas. Aaron Bees is in Vegas. I mean, (laughs) we should just fucking have, um, we should have our own fucking Vegas trip. I cannot believe. Just send a message to the head of compliance. You can go tell the head of compliance they can go fuck themselves what you can tell the head of fucking compliance. Compliance my fucking ass. You piece of fucking shit. You piece of fucking shit company. You got your fucking phony as shit. Fuck all you fucking hoes. <laughs> I cannot. Oh, I'm going to see if I can go live. Oh, oh my God. I'm so fucking pissed, Roberta. No, I, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Oh, my God. Fuck, I can't go live. It's okay. It gives you some time to gather your thoughts and to make some notes and then go live when you can and literally address all of this. And I will tell you, you have an entire community that is listening that has your back, that knows exactly what went on, knows exactly because they've been in it too. They've experienced it too. Like I said, you're not the first and you're not the last. But these companies, let's not, let's like not even give them the respect of calling them companies. Let's, what they are, they're scams. Wow. They're frauds. They're pyramid schemes. They're Ponzi schemes. 
Like, wow, Pretty Rose was so quick to remove me from her fucking chat. It's already beginning. Here comes the excommunication. Thank you for removing me so quickly from your program. I wonder if Brittany Rose knew this was coming. I wonder if I had a a, a phone call over the weekend or even this morning about the problem that is Angelique. (laughs) And I, I couldn't imagine that they wouldn't know, that they wouldn't already know. And it's amazing that they would just terminate such a load bearing brick in the pyramid. Because how many people do you have underneath you? About five to 800. Jesus Christ. And are all of those people just going to roll up to Brittany Rose? Is that who you're? No, they roll up to my upline, Shannon. Okay. Jesus Christ. Wow. To be so easily replaced is like so fucked. I swear to God, man. This is just like fucking ridiculous. And it's like, I don't even... I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. I don't even, I don't even know what to say. It is great though. I'm glad that you posted that email in your stories. Cause I'm also going to post that email. I'm going to share it. Um, I'm so sorry, Angelique. I'm so, I just, yeah, talk to me about how you're feeling. I mean, this is very raw. We can leave it in or take it out, but talk to me about how you're no, feeling. About all this. I honestly, I'm so <laughs> I'm, I'm relieved, but I'm pissed. I'm it's kind of like, I don't, I'm relieved, but I'm fucking pissed. Like right. I don't, and if people already know, I don't deal with disrespect. I don't take, I don't take shit like this. Like I just don't do it. So my blood, I'm bo- like, my blood is boiling. Like when you're about to get them, like when you're about to fucking mollywop, like I'm pissed as shit right now, but I'm also really fucking hurt because right before that compliance letter, let's just, let's just look at our receipts. Okay. That compliance letter came in at 455. 4.55. Right before the end of the day. Yep. Five so, o'clock's the end of the day, right? So like literally five minutes before the end of the day. That's so weird that yeah, they so would do that right before closing so you wouldn't be able to talk to anybody. Yeah. 4.55 that came in at 3.59 at four o'clock, I got a message from Brady Rose telling me, I guess you chose. I hope you understand now that now that you've chosen, I have to too. And she sent me a screenshot of my interview with Chelsea, which that was recorded way before I've ever, because if you last night I had a conversation with Brittany Rose about a bunch of things and, you know, she's my friend and she cares about me and all these things. And so she says, I just fucking can't. I am so, oh, you know what I can do now? All my videos that were archived, Guess what's going back the fuck up on my page right now? Oh, <laughs> fresh from the vault. All your old things they made you hide. They made you hide things because they were what? Not 100% pro Monet? Yeah. So they told me to take my stuff down. They told me to um, not post, um, not react. Okay. Show on my profile. Um, and she was like, who is Christina Stumbling? And I'm like, honestly, like, Wow. It's amazing to me, like, that she, not even an hour before you're terminated officially, like 56 minutes before you get that email, that she tells you, I guess you chose science. And 
I'm sorry. I thought this was a business and we sold shampoo and not a cult. So what, what am I choosing sides on? Cause that seems very culty to me telling them to hide your stories that they don't like, or to archive posts that they don't think are, you know, appropriate or whatever for Monet, like that's culty. That's all cult shit. The fact, like the way that they're trying to prove they're not a cult by being unbelievably culty is like wild to me. I just got terminated. You did? Yep. I just got an email. That was it? I text right. I'm on a, I'm, I'm literally interviewing with the Luda Rich girl. Sorry to call you that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm literally interviewing with her. And then I got an email from compliance and I'm like, and Ryan, I talked to Ryan, told him yesterday, he messaged me today. He's like, Oh, I'm going to talk to you. I'll give you a call. We'll talk about it. Like, thanks for giving me a heads up, whatever. So I, um, and then I got this email and I sent it to Ryan. I'm like, Hey, thanks for the heads up, bro. He's like, Oh, I swear to God, I didn't know about this. I didn't know. I didn't know. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. An hour before that, no, 50 minutes before I got a text from Brady Rose saying, oh, I guess you chose sides. So now I have to. So she, I'm sure she knew that I was going to be terminated. Nobody told me that I was going to be terminated. Pure insanity. But it's not a business because this is not how you get fired from a business. This is not how you're eliminated from a business. This is how you're excommunicated from a cult. That's what I just said. Well, I cried. I already cried. But I told her, I was like, I, I, w- I feel relieved, but I feel really fucking pissed in a way too. Like you, Krista Parney can try to buy somebody's business, try to buy somebody's business. How many, how many times, I mean, I thought it was good when it lasted, but how many times would, had, had I been saying like, hey, the only reason, like, the only reason, like, I don't mind if you are still in it is because you want to do it. Right. It's not about money. It's not whatever, like right. the amount of shit that you've had to go through. It's kind of like, to me, it's not worth any amount of money. And that's what I've always said is we're not a slave to money. I don't give a shit how much money you make is going to make you feel like shit at the end of the day, or they're not going to treat you right. It ain't worth it. So. I, I agree with him. I mean, look, let's look at the silver lining of this because I'm a big, what's the positive takeaway kind of person. And the silver lining of this was that you were already in this space. You were already reaching out to people that were in the anti-MLM community going, is this a thing like across the board? Like, am I crazy? Or is this how it is? Like you were already actively looking for information to make this decision, right? To make the decision, should I stay or should I go? Is it worth it to stay? Is it worth it to not be so spicy? Maybe not post those things I want to post. Maybe, you know, be censored to be a part of this. Because like you said, you joined because you wanted community and you wanted friends. So is it worth it to not be able to be yourself 100% authentically to keep these friends who we're finding are not really your friends probably never were same with me they were never my friends when I left my upline said sorry to see you go let me know where I can get good bobby pins yeah 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 two years of friendship and let me know where I can get good bobby pins was it 
Well, that was the last thing she ever said to me. Now she just talks shit about me on all the team pages and blames me for the downfall of Lula Rowe. Brittany Rose is calling you right now. Go fuck yourself. All of you guys can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right now is not the time to message. Right now is not the time to try to make yourself look good. You guys are in a cult. It's very obvious to everybody outside of the cult that it's a cult. It's very obvious how damaging and hurtful this company is to people. Whether or not the shampoo causes hair loss, that's a non sequitur. Like it really is. Like it doesn't matter because the institution of this quote unquote company, the bones of it, like I told you in our, in our texts, the bones are bad. The bricks are rotten and it, it doesn't matter. I just feel, I feel stupid. That's okay. I feel stupid too. A lot of you guys told me, you said, you're going to be terminated for speaking out against them. Like you're going to be terminated. And I was like, no, not my company. My company cares about me. My company would never like, that's not going to happen. And it did. Yeah. Well, you girl bossed too close to the sun and that's what happened. You cannot have an opinion in these companies. You cannot think you can help. Uh, Everything is designed a specific way. Everything has been designed a specific way since the inception of pyramid schemes, since the government has been like, sure, yeah, if you do it this way, we'll say it's legal. And it's it's part of it. Every single cog in the machine has to work the way they need it to work or it doesn't work. And if one of those cogs is a mouthy cog like you and me, it's not good for the company because you're going to ask questions they can't answer without either lying very obviously, or telling the truth and exposing the the remaining lies. MLM's core competency is deception. So if you are not deceived and cannot continue to deceive, you have no place in a company like this. And those of us that have ethics, morals, a, a heart, a soul, a faith, integrity, any of those things, if you have that, you cannot survive in multi-level marketing. It's just physically impossible because it only works with the big lie. I think that's probably the harshest reality. When you say you feel dumb, you know, like, how did I not see it? And the reason you didn't see it is because that's, this is what they do. It's their job to make sure you don't see it. They spend so much money on SEO and websites. And when people Google, like, is MLM a pyramid scheme? the results are like pyramid schemes are illegal, hun. We would never do anything illegal. And it's like, how the heck are they on my Google results too? Saying the same bullshit they're saying in my inboxes. It's all part of it. It's all part of it. There is one recipe in where this works and having integrity does not belong in a shit sandwich. (laughs) It's just not one of the ingredients. I'm sorry. Integrity, honesty, morals, Ethics, like it doesn't belong. And eventually you either let it all go and you become Mandy Sue. And who wants to be that? Because she's clearly not happy at all. The fact, even watching her harass Uber delivery eats drivers or whatever for the opportunity was so cringy. Where I'm like, who does this person think this person is? Like, who does this person think she is? Who do these MPs think they are? to just to treat people so poorly and then the ones that actually want 
to create something good within this business, to create something good within this rotten apple. Right. You're the one that's removed. Now that's wild. Why wouldn't they remove the anti-Semitic racist pieces of shit and keep the good people? That doesn't make any sense in an actual company, but in a deceptive cult, obviously you want the shittiest people of all time at the top because the shittiest people of all time will convince actual good people that what they're doing is a good thing until they get to the point where you are at, where you ask these hard questions and the answers you get are, hmm, we'll look into that for you. Here's the cookie. Go sit over there. Because the answers don't exist. The answers are, this is a scam. That's the answer. This is a cult. This is a pyramid scheme. This is fraud. This is a flim flam. That's what the answer is when you ask those hard questions. That's the answer. I can't answer that. This is a scam. I mean, this this whole entire talk like took a completely different turn. But yeah. at the same time, that's what's so like this is this is going to be an incredible educational tool because it happened in real time. Your emotions happened in real time. You are not the only person that feels this right now. There could be somebody listening right now that was terminated today or yesterday that is feeling these feelings and going, what did I do wrong? Right. And my answer to you is that you cared too much. You loved this company too hard. You saw the cracks in the foundations and said, Ryan, how can we fix this? Stu, did you notice? And they said, why are you pointing out the glaringly obvious? Shut the fuck up. That's what they're saying to you. Here's a cookie. Shut the fuck up. Right. And, and what the truth is, is that MLM is a big fat cult. And I know you're like, totally like, you're totally in a completely different headspace right now because you just got blindsided. Yeah, absolutely. You're shocked. Absolutely. Totally normal. Totally acceptable. Totally fine. I'm sure you're going to be very busy for like the next week. Talking to your downline. Why did you leave? What's going on? What happened? Talking to anybody in the upline that's going to talk to you to just really, they're just going to try to mitigate any more damage. We love you. We're so sorry to see you go. All of the platitudinous bullshit that we see with everybody when they get terminated or leave one of these companies. And I know it's going to be tough. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. You can call me, you can text me, whatever you need. We've got our whole, I know that you're talking to several other people too. And I know that they are 100%. You have like an Angelique fan club you don't even know about. (laughs) It's true. It's so true because we see ourselves in you. When you came across our feed, we were like, oh my God, this girl, she about to get terminated. Uh Uh-oh. Like for real. Well, y'all are psychic because I just got terminated, bitch. But we see ourselves in you. We see, I, I'm successful. I can make this work in you the way we saw it in ourselves. And we come to the people. We think, oh my gosh, I'm close to home office. I know the owner. I can talk to them. I can explain. They think I'm a rock star. I can explain to them in a way that they'll understand and we can make real change. Because you're naive to that, because you think this is a business, you think this is a good opportunity that you've introduced to five to eight hundred other people. That's a lot of people. But the second that you had any criticism, and not even like 
this is bad. Like it was constructive criticism. It was like, this is weird. How can we make it better? Not like this is not like a, na- a massive train wreck. It was, this is weird. How can we make it better? This is concerning. Can we talk about it? Those are normal things in any other regular industry where you would come to the manager at Target and say, look, what can we do about Becky microwaving fish at lunch every day? They would handle the situation. Monet is not going to because they're not actually a company for anybody that's not on their payroll. Everyone else that's an MP or a customer or whatever. I mean, and here's the other thing. They're just announced that they're raising prices. How is the number one hair care company in the world that sells selling shampoo everywhere? Why do they need to raise prices? If they're so successful and everybody wants it so much, like I don't understand. Right. But the true customer that we know, I'm looking at her right now. She's got nine rejuvenate oils on her shelf for one person. You know? So again, I, I know that this is tough, but I want you to know, I don't want to say I love you and love bomb you because that's not true, but I do. I care about you. And, and you, I, I will say you're a friend. We've been talking and getting to know each other the past, however many days we've been talking. And I see myself in you. And I know Mallory sees herself in you and Jenny sees herself in you and all of these other people that, that we're, that are supporting you. We see ourselves in you and we've been there. And I want you to know you're not alone. You have a whole new group of friends that can help you out. It's going to be a tough, a tough couple weeks while you figure all this out, but we've all been there too. I would definitely recommend a lot of cult stuff. Cult stuff is going to help you understand it's not your fault. Um, you could watch Lula Rich again and go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm putting myself in her shoes now. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's there. You could watch The Vow, the Nexium one. That's a little darker, but it's very similar. The same high demand control. The same stuff that Dr. Stephen Hassan talks about in his bite model. I know you've got the book. There's so, sociopathic tendencies and narcissistic tendencies here. There's a lot of mental health issues. They prey on your faith. They play, they manipulate you using everything. I don't know if they've already tried to manipulate you using God, but if they haven't, they will. Telling you, you know, this is your opportunity and God placed you here for a reason and all kinds of stuff. They will use anything to manipulate you. And I just want you to know that we're here for you. You can send us those screenshots and confidence. I will debunk them with you. We can talk smack in Instagram voicemails. I'm, I'm there for you a hundred percent as much as I absolutely possibly can be. Well, I, I, I really appreciate that. And I mean, if I was going to be terminated, I'm glad I was on the, on the phone with you recording. I don't think that's a coincidence oh that, it, that it happened. I know. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> not yeah. what I expected at all. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans for other things. Like, literally, I was like, are you free today? We should chat. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And like so. 40 minutes or an hour and a half into it, it's like, boom. Yeah, that's wild. Well, well, thank you for, for, yeah, for this chatting. is what we're going to do. We're going to end this chat here. Yeah. There will be a part two. We will yes. talk in a, a bit when you process through these emotions. Again, message me as much as you absolutely need to. Okay. We are absolutely here for you. Everybody 
in the anti-MLM community will be here for you too as well. Um, but there will be a part two and, and we'll follow up when you're feeling better. And, and then it'll be just as like expletive laden and just as smarmy and snarky and, and spicy as this one was, but you'll, you'll be on the other side of it and yeah. And you'll feel a lot better. I just, I want you to know that you are amazing. You have so much worth, so much self-worth. Like you are worth so much more than shitty shampoo. And if you need shampoo recommendations, I can help you there too. <laughs> you know, I actually really, my, the hair place I go to, they use, was it Kendra? Kendra, no. Kendra. No, they use, um, no, it was his name. Kevin Murphy. Kevin so, Murphy. That's a good one too. I like the angel line. Yeah. And it's like your name. Yeah. I there really do like that stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, if anybody needs fucking Kevin Murphy, message me fucking one eight, you bitch. <laughs> Um, I just, I'm just going to end this with Monet made a big mistake. Huge. Huge. (laughs) They did. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans.